Welcome to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared with yours truly, Lady Contessa, CEO. Now that we're here together, let's get into these letters. Gotta share everything I wrote. We're talking about giving inspiration to real life situations. Just everyday lessons you want to know. y'all welcome to lessons learned and lessons shared podcast with lady contessa ceo i hope this letter entitled alternate ways of rethinking common expressions finds you well and in good spirits so let's get into the reading of the letter as we navigate through the ebb and flow of life it's crucial for us to be mindful of the words we choose to express ourselves Often we fall into the trap of using certain phrases or sayings without fully understanding the impact they can have on our lives. I would like to draw your attention to two such phrases that, despite their familiarity, can inadvertently invite negativity into our lives. The first phrase I like to address is, it scares me to death. While it may seem harmless on the surface, this expression carries a significant weight of fear and anxiety. By repeatedly uttering these words, we unintentionally reinforce the notion that we are susceptible to fear and that it has the power to control us. Our subconscious mind absorbs the messages, potentially leading to a heightened sense of fear in our daily lives. Instead, let us strive to choose alternative phrases that emphasizes a more positive and empowered perspective. For instance, when faced with something that takes us by surprise, we can say, it took me by surprise or I was taken aback or it gave me a bit of a shock. By acknowledging the unexpected nature of the situation, rather than dwelling on fear, we reframe our experiences and promote a more resilient mindset. This shift allows us to regain control and respond to challenges with courage and determination. The second phrase that warrants our attention is, I can't wait for such and such. While it may appear innocuous, this expression carries an undertone of impatience and discontent. By focusing solely on the future and fixating on what is yet to come, we inadvertently devalue the present moment. Life unfolds in the present and by always yearning for what lies ahead, we risk missing out on the beauty and opportunities that surround us here and now. Instead, let us adopt a more appreciative and patient perspective. Instead of saying, I can't wait for such and such, we can express, I look forward to such and such. This simple change redirects our attention to the anticipation and excitement of future events while still acknowledging the importance of cherishing the present moment. 
It allows us to find joy and contentment in the journey rather than constantly striving for the destination. It is essential to remember that our words hold power. They shape our thoughts, influence our actions, and ultimately shape our reality. By being mindful of the phrases we use, we can cultivate a more positive and empowered mindset, which in turn can have a profound impact on our lives. The inspiration behind this letter came from a story my sister shared with me about working with a client who was smoking weed, and this happened some time ago. She expressed that it scared her to death. Oh, yeah, she said it scared me to death. She said it a few times because she assumed that being around this male client smoking weed could potentially enter her system. Let me tell you something. Let me digress for a moment. That reminds me of a story that I heard of a guy who applied for a job and that job required him to be drug test. Okay, so knowing that he had weed in his system, he took his child's urine. Okay, as his own to be tested. But here's the kicker. The child was around the weed smoking. Uh huh. And evidently, somehow, the weed eventually, I don't know, it got into the child's system. And so when the guy, <laughs> so pathetic, when the guy took the child's urine in to be tested as if it was his, there was weed in that child's urine. <laughs> oh, my word. Anyway, back to the story of my sister. My sister thought that it would enter into her system, okay? Because her main job involved random drug tests. And she feared testing positive for weed when she doesn't even smoke it. I understand that she didn't mean that she wanted to die from being scared to death. But the saying itself conveys that unintended meaning. Who in their right mind truly wants to be scared to death? She didn't mean it. It's just a saying that a lot of people say and not actually really think about what they just said. OK, and I used to say that once upon a time. But honey, I realized that wasn't the best thing to do. You know, learning things and realizing the power of your words, not saying that I'm always speaking life as I should. But uh, I'm learning, okay? I am growing and I am learning. Okay, similarly, the phrase, I can't wait to see someone is commonly used. And I often hear it from someone I admire whom I watch on YouTube. However, I am taken aback when I hear it because it implies being in a perpetual state of anticipation until the meetup finally happens. Instead, we can use phrases like, I eagerly await seeing someone or I am excited to see someone which maintain the anticipation, which also appreciating the present and not rushing through life. For me, I normally would say I look forward to. I look forward to. Not I can't wait. I look forward to. OK, you could find something that would work for you. But constantly saying, oh, I can't wait to see someone. So, oh, I can't wait to get this. Yes, you can wait. Just say I look forward to it. Change that old expression. My intention in highlighting these examples is to emphasize the importance of being aware of the potential negative effects of the phrases we use. 
By consciously choosing alternative words and expressions, we can create a more positive and empowering environment for ourselves and those around us. So my peeps, I encourage you to reflect on the words you choose to express yourself. Be conscious of the phrases that may unintentionally invite negativity into your life. Instead, opt for alternatives that empower you and reinforce positive attitudes. Embrace the idea that your words can shape your reality and by choosing them wisely, you create a brighter and more fulfilling path ahead. Anyway, thanks a trip for tuning in to Listens Learn and Listens Shared Podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly, as always, appreciate it to the moon and back. Be sure, love, to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And ara, come back to visit me when you can, okie doke. Until we meet again, ta-ta. You're watching Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO. I bet she's got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you, got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you, got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. Don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared podcast with. Lady Contessa CEO, today or tonight, or whichever time you are listening to this episode, I want to share some thoughts with you about blessings, responsibilities, and the beautiful journey of life. Life has a funny way of presenting us with incredible opportunities, but it's our responsibility to make the most of them. So let's get into the reading of the letter entitled From Blessings to Responsibilities. Have you ever found yourself praying for a car? Whether it's a shiny new one or a reliable used vehicle, God may answer your prayers and bless you with one. But here's the catch. If the blessing comes with monthly payments, it's up to you to fulfill those obligations. However, the responsibility doesn't end there. Owning a car also means taking care of it. Keep it service, ensuring regular maintenance, and addressing any issues properly. By being responsible for the well-being of your car, you not only safeguard your investment, but also ensure its longevity and raw reliability. Similarly, let's talk about houses. Imagine if you pray for a beautiful home and raw. Lo and behold, you are blessed with one. It might come with mortgage payments or monthly rent for an apartment or rent for a house. Once again, it becomes your responsibility to make those payments. But that's not all. A home requires regular upkeep and maintenance. It's essential to keep it clean, tidy, and in good repair. Do you hear me? Do you hear me, somebody? By doing so, you create a welcoming and comfortable space for yourself and your loved ones, allowing the blessings of your home to flourish and thrive. 
Some of y'all walk around and say, won't he do it? But you have to do your part too. Won't he do it? No pun intended. Now, let's shift gears and talk about relationships. Have you ever prayed for a partner, a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, or wife? Sometimes through divine intervention, we are blessed with a special someone who enters our lives. But here's the truth. Once that blessing is bestowed upon you, it becomes your responsibility to nurture and foster a healthy relationship. Love is a beautiful gift, but it requires effort, energy, and dedication from both parties involved. Not one, but both parties involved. It's up to you to create an environment where love can blossom and grow into something remarkable because it's possible. This means investing time and effort, communicating openly and honestly, and uh, supporting each other through thick and thin. Life's journey is filled with countless blessings, and each blessing brings its own set of responsibilities. It's essential to embrace these responsibilities with open arms and a positive mindset. See them not as burdens, but as opportunities for growth, maturity, and personal development. Remember, the choices we make and the effort we put in determine the outcomes we experience. So, my peeps, as you navigate the roads of life, always keep in mind that blessings are not just handed to us on a silver platter. We have an active role to play in ensuring their longevity and significance. Be grateful for the blessings that come your way. Face your responsibilities head on and also take care of the things you have been blessed with. Do you hear me? I said, always take care of the things you have been blessed with. You pray for it. God bless you with it. You got to take care of it. It is your responsibility. Keep your car well serviced, maintain your house, and cherish and nurture your relationships. Go ahead and create a future filled with joy, success, and meaningful connections where blessings and responsibilities walk hand in hand. Okie doke, wishing you all the best in your endeavors and may your journey be filled with abundant blessings and responsibilities worth embracing. And one more thing worth repeating, won't he do it? (laughs) And you have to do your part too. Anyway, thanks to Tria for tuning in to Listens Learn and Listen Shared podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it, y'all, to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And come back to visit me when you can, okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. You're watching Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO. I bet she's got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. you, So don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. you, So don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere Got a lesson for you Got a lesson for you Got a lesson for you Don't you go nowhere Don't you go nowhere
Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Listens Learn and Listen Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO. I am not going to underestimate or overestimate what you know or don't know about hand hygiene, aka hand washing. It's one of the most important things you can do to keep yourself healthy, and yet it's one of the most neglected hygiene. So let's get into the reading of the letter entitled Hand Hygiene, the Simple Easy Practice for a Healthier You. Hand hygiene is something that can have real consequences if you don't give it the attention it deserves. Think of all the germs that live on your hands, bacteria, viruses, fungi, and who knows what else. They are like a microscopic version of Times Square on New Year's Eve. Only instead of confetti, it's little germ particles raining down on you. Say it ain't so. No can do, love. I cannot tell you it's not so. By washing your hands regularly and using hand sanitizer when you can't wash, you are creating a barrier between you and those germs. It's like a tiny invisible force field that keeps you safe from the dark forces of the germ world. How about that for a high five? Of course, there are some people who think they're invincible to germs. They never wash their hands. They touch their face constantly and they act like they're immune to the whole thing. But let's be real. Those people are like the villains in a superhero movie. They might think they're winning, but eventually they'll be defeated by their own arrogancy. Did I say arrogancy? I did. Arrogancy. You know where you think you are above hand washing? Dang, I said it. (laughs) So let's all do our part to be the heroes of our own hand hygiene story. Wash your hands like you mean it. Use hand sanitizer when you are on the go. And remember, your hands are like the frontline soldiers in the battle against germs. They might not wear capes, but they are still the unsung heroes of the germ fighting world. I know that we cannot avoid all bad germs, but practicing good hygiene such as washing your hands can help reduce the spread of harmful bacteria and viruses. And building up your immune system is important, but it doesn't mean neglecting basic hand hygiene practices. Additionally, washing your hands can actually strengthen your immune system by preventing infections that can weaken it. So while it's not possible to completely avoid all bad germs, practicing good hygiene can help reduce the risk of illness and promote overall health. People should wash their hands regularly to prevent the spread of germs and infections. Our hands come into contact with numerous surfaces and objects throughout the day, including things that may be contaminated with harmful bacteria and viruses. When we touch our face, mouth, or nose with dirty hands, we can easily transfer these germs into our body, increasing the risk of getting sick. And let me tell you about dirty hands. It doesn't mean that you can actually see the dirt on your hand. Like, okay, dirty hand. I've been out there playing in the mud and my hand are just dirty. Now, yes, yes, some people do do that and they do need to wash their hands. But there are some hands that are just germified. Okay, they are dirty, but they don't look it. I won't exhaust you with a boatload of times when you should wash your hands, but I won't be stingy with giving you a few times when you should engage in this practice. 
I do not believe anyone wants to get sick. Am I right on this assessment? I do declare. Let me tell you something. Washing hands when warranted can combat a multitude of sicknesses and diseases. It is a preventable measure that requires little to no effort to implement. And let me say that again. It is a preventable measure that requires little to no effort to implement. So here's some times when you should wash your hands. Number one, wash your hands before preparing or eating food. Number two, before and after handling raw meats, such as chicken, hamburger, meats, fish, etc. Also wash your hands after using the bathroom, whether you peed or defecated or both. Wash your hands. Number four, after blowing your nose, coughing or sneezing. You know, sometimes people cough in their hands. Even sometimes they sneeze in their hands, blow their nose in their hands. Wash your hands. Okay. Also, after touching an animal, animal feeds or animal waste. And a lot of people are not going to do that, especially if it's their pet dog, pet cat or whatever. They think that they do not have to wash their hands. And that's another uh, letter I will write about focusing only on the touching of the animals and, the, and other things such as that. Anyway, I also wash your hands after handling garbage. Okay, after changing a diaper or cleaning up a child who has used the bathroom. Also, before and after treating a cut or wound. Before and after visiting someone who is sick or receiving medical treatment. After touching a surface or object in a public place, such as a doorknob, elevator, button, or shopping cart. And I'm going to also say after touching money or handling cash transaction, uh-huh, you need to wash your hands. A lot of people don't do that. And by the way, don't let your toddler just start playing with money and even putting it in their mouth and just playing with it. Come on, y'all. Don't do that. That money is dirty. After using shared equipment in a gym or other exercise facility, let me tell you what, I have been in a gym mm -hmm, exercising, saw this young woman go to the bathroom because I was in the bathroom with her. I was in the bathroom with her and then I, I saw her exit the bathroom stall and she did not go to the sink. I was right there. She did not go to the sink, y'all. She exited out of the bath stall, bathroom stall and exited out the door and went out there and started exercising. Yeah, with the equipments. And I, every time I looked at her, I thought about it. She just nasty. She just nasty. And some guys would look at her as, oh, she's beautiful. But you don't realize that she is so nasty because she doesn't wash her hands when she goes to the bathroom. How about that as a nasty <laughs> scam? <laughs> okay. After being outside, especially in a public place or after using public transportation. Also, after touching a cell phone, tablet, or computer keyboard that has not been recently cleaned. And y'all, that is something that we all need to do is to, at time, wash down our phones, computer keyboards, uh, tablets, or what have you. Need to clean it from time to time. Also, before and after inserting or removing contact lenses. Come on, y'all. The germs on your fingers, on your hand. Come on now. Wash your hands. You put it in your contacts. Come on. You just contaminating your eyes. Also, before and after attending to someone who is ill or caring for someone at home who is sick. After shaking hands with someone, especially if they appear sick or have a cough. After handling chemicals or other hazardous materials, 
And last but not least, beloved, after rubbing through your toes, yes, there are people who rub through their toes. It's a, it's more like a relaxation kind of thing for them. But honey, wash your hands, okay? You may have fungus. Come on now, wash your hands. Now, the right way to wash your hands will require you to wet your hands. Use clean running water to wet your hands. The temperature of the water can be either hot or cold, but I prefer warm water. Apply soap. Apply enough soap to cover all the surface of your hands. The type of soap doesn't matter as long as it leathers well. But do not use someone else's body soap to wash your hands because everybody's skin carries a unique balance of microorganisms, including bacteria and fungi that can be transferred from a person to person through shared objects. This includes body soap. Using someone else's soap can transfer these microorganisms to your hands and increase the risk of spreading germs and infections. You know how it is in a bathtub and you got a soap holder. And I have seen this where someone would take their body soap that is in the soap dish and they would leather their body with that soap. Without using a rag, they would just use the soap. And so you don't want to use that soap to wash your hands because you don't know whether it's pubic hair on that soap and you start using it to wash your hands. And oh my word, rub your hands together. Rub your hands together vigorously for at least 20 seconds. Make sure to scrub all surfaces, including the back of your hands between your fingers and under your nails. Then rinse your hands. Rinse them well under clean running water. Then dry your hands using a clean towel or air dry them. If using a towel, make sure it's clean and hasn't been used by others. And lastly, turn off the faucet. If the faucet doesn't turn off automatically, turn it off using a paper towel or elbow to avoid recontaminating your clean hands. Washing your hands when it is warranted can become a good habit. Habits are formed through repetition and reinforcement. And washing your hands regularly is an important habit to develop for good hygiene and overall health. Over time, with consistent practice, washing your hands at the appropriate times will become second nature and you'll do it without even thinking about it. Plus, it can become a source of pride to know that you are taking important steps to protect yourself and those around you from the spread of germs and illness. By the way, there is no need to shun hand washing just because our ancestor did not have the same access to hygiene and medical care that we have today. But that does not mean that we should neglect basic hygiene practices such as washing our hands. Hand hygiene is a crucial component of preventing the spread of infectious diseases and illnesses, which can have serious repercussions and consequences for our health and the health of those around us. While our ancestors may have lived to old age and some of them didn't, they also had to contend with high rates of infectious diseases and illnesses, many of which are now preventable with simply hygiene practices such as hand washing. By neglecting basic hygiene practices, we put ourselves and those around us at risk of infection and illnesses. And I can't say that enough. It is important to remember that the world we live in today is very different from the world our ancestors lived in. We have access to better medical care, sanitation system, 
and hygiene products, which can help us prevent the spread of illness and improve our overall health. By practicing basic hygiene practices such as washing our hands, we can help ensure that we and those around us stay healthy and free from preventable illnesses. How about that for, uh, I'm glad you educated me on the importance of hand hygiene, Lady Walker. And to that, I say you are welcome. And thanks to Tria for tuning in to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it as always to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And uh, come back to visit me when you can. Okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. Thank you for tuning in to Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa CEO, where we always have a lesson for you. See you next time. Every experience is a lesson learned. And every lesson is an experience.